Spirits of French Lick is proud to introduce the Lee Sinclair Four Grain Bottled and Bond Bourbon. This four-year-age, double-pot distilled, non-chill filtered bourbon has creamy, round, and lifting notes with caramel and vanilla, followed by apple, mint, graham cracker, and ginger, as well as cardamom. The finish is slightly French walnut, resolving the sweet, fruity, almost ground cherry and white pepper. Our spirits are available for tasting and purchase inside the French Lick Winery and Distillery. Spirits of French Lick. Respect the grain. Please enjoy responsibly. This is Alan Bishop, head alchemist at Spirits of French Lick. Be on the lookout for our brand new Bottled and Bond Solomon Scott Rye Whiskey. Made from a mash composed of 65% rye, 35% corn, and 5% victory malt. This five-year-old, 100-proof rye whiskey is a throwback to early 1800s-style rye whiskeys of the Ohio Valley. Named after the legendary Daisy Spring Mill distillery owner, turned moonshiner Solomon Scott of Paoli, Indiana. Remember, drink responsibly and never drink and drive. All right, now that irritates the living crap out of me. Let's do that again. <laughs> Where is my... There we go. All right, we should pair, and let's try that one more time again. Thank you. to another podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. I'm Tiny. Tonight I am on my own and ready to podcast. Uh, <laughs> already, the, uh, well, we're set up pretty good. We are live on YouTube and we are live on Facebook. Uh, oh, we're set up pretty okay, good. Okay, there we go. There's on... the technical thing. Got to turn that one down. <laughs> A little bit of delay. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Um once again, I'm Tiny of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Uh, you can check us out, www.scotchybourbonboys.com for everything that is Scotchy Bourbon Boys. And then also, we are on all major podcast formats. You, uh, you're you talking about uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple. Check us out there. Any place that you listen to a podcast, uh, we're there. And then also, please uh, remember to... Listen, like, subscribe, leave comments, good feedback, uh, either on the podcast or all the major uh, social media formats. We are on Facebook. We're Facebook Live now. We're on YouTube. We are also on TikTok, Twitter, and uh, what, what, wait, wait, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. I only got four. Oh, 
Instagram. Yeah, Instagram will go with that. Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. We'll just go with that. I'm I know I'm missing one, but usually it's five. So I don't know what, what that one was about, but <laughs> Check us out. Uh, we're we do a lot of posts, a lot of reels, a lot of shorts. Uh, the podcasts are on YouTube right now. We're doing it YouTube live. You get little special things. Uh, this uh, Friday, which is tonight, is Wednesday. Uh, Friday, uh, whiskey's coming down, and we're gonna do uh, six, seven, eight uh, with uh, rapid tastings. It's where we both take about ten minutes to taste one specific. Uh, bourbon that you might or or rye or whiskey that you might be interested in uh, we try and uh, mix it up a little bit uh, and we do uh, rate it for you so check that out on youtube if you get a chance now remember you can make any questions any comments while you're watching on either youtube or facebook but tonight uh, i'm i'm extremely excited about doing the buffalo trace uh podcast this this is Everything Buffalo Trace. So that's one thing why I figured I'd get some comments. I'm probably not going to do this perfect, but let's see what we're going to do. Let's um, let's start with a little bit of history. You know, Buffalo Trace, the distillery, has been around for a long, long time. Not and it it's got uh, it, it's basically you're talking about the Buffalo Trace. Uh, it's built. On a buffalo pass where um, all the buffaloes came down through the rivers and then passed through. That was uh, first named for that during Daniel Boone's time in 1771. Then um, it was uh, Frankfurt was surveyed in 1773 and in 1775 uh, Leestown was formed by Hancock and Willis Lee. Uh, that's uh, Leestown, north of Frankfurt. Then in 1792, Kentucky became the 15th state in the Union. And then also um, Richard Taylor builds the old Taylor House, which still exists on the site today. So that's kind of a good thing. When you go down to Buffalo Trace, you can check out the old Taylor House. Uh, when we went down in 2019, we took the haunted uh, the tour. There was a haunted tour, a nighttime tour of the distillery. And when we went down there, uh, it, you, we got to it started out in the old Taylor House, which is right there on the property. The property is spectacular, well kept. It is a, a historical landmark. So when you go down there, it's almost in itself. You know, you can you get the tours, but you get to walk the grounds and go see where the river is. And I mean, it's just a beautiful place. Uh, you could spend easily a whole day at the distillery and the grounds. So in 1811, a three-story stone warehouse is built on the Kentucky River near Riverside in, to store goods. And uh, in there, um, there's many barrels of whiskey um, that were stored there. And Benjamin Harris Blatton is said to distill on site in the un in the upcoming years. Then, in 1858, but a a small but up to date distillery is developed by Daniel Swigert using warehouse and riverside 
side site. Then in 1870, Colonel Edmund Haynes Taylor Jr. purchases the distillery and christens it the OFC, Old Fire Copper, in reference to the belief that the finest whiskey was produced in old-fashioned wood-fired copper stills. Then in 1872, he invests $70,000, a small fortune, as he builds a new distillery on the site. 1878, the Old Fire Copper Distillery is purchased by George T. Stagg. So you can already see part of the lineup that's happening, you know, through the history. You've got Colonel Taylor building that first distillery there, and then Stagg, uh, you know, putting it there. And also, uh, that distillery that uh, E.H. Taylor built uh, was the, let's see, so he basically, um, Stagg purchased it. And then in 1881, Warehouse A, Warehouse B are built, and they're still standing today. And, and then in 1882, the fire, the, the lightning strikes and the OFC distillery, the Great Fire, burns. And then it's rebuilt immediately in a grander manner at a cost of $44,000 over and above the insurance collected. The newly rebuilt distillery included a large mashing and fermenting wing, which remains intact today as the Dickel Building. Then, in 1885, the construction of Warehouse C, it's still standing, completes Taylor's vision for his model distillery plan of the world. Then in 1886, steam heating systems for the warehouse are installed, making it the first distillery to use steam heat, which is still in use today, which is very cool. I mean... When you go in there, it's one of the reasons uh, I believe that, uh, what would you say, that the that Buffalo Trace with that steam heating allows them, they, they control things to some extent. So with their expansion that they're doing today, they can match that steam heating to try and uh, replicate on so many different levels uh, all the different atmospheres of each of the different rickhouses. Then in 1897, Albert Blanton, he joins the company as an office boy at the age of 16, which is, uh, you know, that's crazy. But he is appointed still in 1900, which is the Gilded Age Ends, and Albert B. Blanton is appointed as still house, warehouse, and bottling superintendent. So in basically three short years, he goes from... Uh, office boy up to being the still house warehouse and bottling superintendent. So you got to figure that, uh, you know, Albert Blanton is uh, kind of a special guy. Now, the 1904, the distillery is rechristened as the George T. Stagg Distillery. So in 1919, basically prohibition goes in. But the George D. Stagg Distillery is one of a few to receive permit to bottle medicinal whiskey and even fewer permitted produce new whiskey from 1930 to 1933. So they were let to produce not only bottle, the but produce the whiskey. So that was something that was really good for the George T. Stagg Distillery. And then in 1921, the Albert B. Blanton becomes the president of the George T. Stagg Distillery. The distillery is then 
1921, George T. Stagg sells it to the Shenley Distillers Corporation. 1933, Prohibition ends, and Buffalo Trace is, um, or the George T. Stagg Distillery is set to basically supply the world with whiskey because so many people weren't set. So that was an advantage for the distillery. Shenley begins a massive expansion program that culminates in 1935 and 37 with a new state-of-the-art distillery complex. 1935, Warehouse H, the distillery's only metal-clad warehouse, is the first of seven massive new warehouses built before World War II. Then... In 1937, the grounds flood, um, inundating the distillery, creating a 17 feet above power plant, four feet above the warehouse H. All right. And then in 1942, the distillery produces its one millionth barrel of bourbon after Prohibition. Then, 19, you got Albert Blanton still there, but in 1949, Elmer T. Lee joins the distillery. Uh, he becomes the first of the modern uh, distillers uh, eventually. 1953, Warehouse V, the world's only single-barrel warehouse, is built in celebration of the two-millionth barrel of bourbon produced since Prohibition. 1984, the distiller introduces Blanton's, the world's first single-barrel bourbon. So you got a lot of time of just nothing. Not nothing, but producing whiskey in Kentucky where you, not a lot of fantastic things are happening. Then in 1992, the distillery is finally returned to a family-owned business after purchased by the Sazerac Company. <clears throat> Between 92 and 99, they do renovations and complete and rechristen the distillery as the Buffalo Trace Distillery. The distillery's new flagship brand is Buffalo Trace, which right there, beautiful, beautiful bottle. This is their still their flagship brand. Then in 2000, Buffalo Tra- Trace Distillery is awarded Whiskey Advocates Distillery of the Year, the first American distillery to win this prestigious international award. So there you go. They basically, you got Jim Beam going and you got Wild Turkey going. But what you're talking about is what they were doing as far as innovation to bring tourism and bring back. Uh, you've, you you had, uh, you know, Beam Incorporated and Beam Suntory starting to do that with their small batches. Um, Elmer T. Lee, then in 2001, is an inducted into the Bourbon Hall of Fame. Then in 2004, the Blanton Family Homestead, also known as the Beaches, is acquired by Buffalo Trace Distillery to preserve the historic home built in 1818. Then in 2005, Master Distiller Gary Gerhardt retires after 33 years at the distillery. And Harlan Wheatley becomes master distiller of the Buffalo Trace of Buffalo Trace. This is 2005, so Harlan uh, is still the master distiller there, and it's pretty. Uh, he's been doing some pretty amazing things, and we'll get into the renovations and everything of what he's been overseeing. To eventually, when you talk about Harlan, you are going to be talking about him in the same breath as 
E.H. Taylor. And I mean, it, it, because of what he's done as far as renovation and oversee with the Sazeracs, uh, this is pretty, pretty amazing. 2006, the, the Buffalo Trace Distillery releases its first expansion collection, bourbon consisting of three different experiments. In 2007, E.H. Taylor Jr., Micro still named after the father of modern bourbon industry is launched a combination pot still and column still. The micro still allows Buffalo Trace to experiment in small batches. 2008, the distillery produces its six millionth barrel after prohibition. Long time. Okay. 2010, distillery is named Whiskey Magazine's Visitor Attraction of the Year. 2011, recognized Brand Innovator of the Year by Whiskey Magazine, 2013. A national, it's made, it's, it's deemed uh, Buffalo Trace Distillery a national historic landmark. All right, so I don't think that is weird. I gotta see. Sorry, folks. Uh, that was Super Nash calling. And I had to cut that off because if Super Nash wants to talk, he should um, check out the podcast because I am live on Facebook. Um, So anyways, then in 2016, the discovery of the forgotten OFC distillery named Bourbon Pompeii. They found it. the Buffalo Trace Distillery welcomes its one millionth visitor since 1999. It would be cool if uh, Super Nash jumped on. And then 2007 Attraction of the Year, um, Whiskey America, you know. And then 2018, I mean, the the accolades keep going. But present day, what they're doing right now is they've finished their expansion, and then they're just going straight into another expansion. So... Uh, the bourbon industry is expanding so fast, but the main thing what they did, and they just put on line just recently, is the addition of another still. Now, when I had uh, Harlan Wheatley on in, I believe, let me think, it would have been November of 2021, because it would, okay, so Super Nash is now calling, so I am going to accept, and then... Put him on speaker. All right. Hello. What's happening, bro? I'm doing a live Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Facebook, YouTube, and then also podcasting at the moment. What's happening with you? <laughs> Man, I just got in from work. Eating <laughs> up dinner. All right. Well, either you could jump on on Facebook or YouTube, or you could talk a little bit because we're just talking Buffalo Trace. We're talking. We just finished up with the history, and we're going forward with what they're doing right now as far as expanding. Actually, I'll grab a pour and I'll uh, I'll jump on Facebook. There you go. <laughs> I figured. All right. So talk okay. to. you. And Super Nash will podcast tomorrow. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, Bar and Girl fans, it's Jim with Madhouse Bar Talk, where me and my co-hosts sit around and talk about the things going on around Madhouse Bar and Grill in Elyria, Ohio. The whole conversation is unscripted, uncensored, 
and unedited. Anywhere where you stream podcasts, just remember, Madhouse Bar Talks, baby. Okay, yeah, I've been trying to call you all week. All right, we'll talk later. All right, love you, brother. Bye. Bye. So there you go. Super Nash jumps in live on our Facebook uh, and our YouTube and, and the podcast. You got a little bit of Super Nash. He'll be jumping in also on, uh, you know, just watching on Facebook. That'll be great. Uh, thank you, everybody who's been watching on YouTube and Facebook. So let's just get into what are they doing today? They've revamped the visitor center. Uh, they seriously have by far, in my opinion, the the best uh, gift shop there is. There, there might be some that are close, but what what they've done at that gift shop is amazing. What they've done with their tasting rooms that lead into the gift shop. Uh, now, I think Jim Beam, what they've recently done also is pretty damn amazing. And they, you know, so I think they're right up there with the Beam and Jim Beam and then also with uh, Buffalo Trace. But what Buffalo Trace has done at that gift shop is just amazing. The merchandise that you can pick up is exactly what down there at the Buffalo Trace gift shop is exactly. I mean, honestly, if you're going to be going down to Buffalo Trace and you've planned your day, one first thing you got to do is you got to get on the website and you've got to schedule their tours, okay? So right now in the Visit Us, uh, it was the 21st. So booking a tour went online for March, for, for April on uh, the 21st. Today is the 22nd. And every tour for April, as of right now, <laughs> is booked. So... What you got to do is May 1st through 7 dates will be available on that was okay so on March 21st and 9th so May 8th through 31st dates will be available on Tuesday April 4th. So April 4th at 9 a.m. you got to jump in there and get on the website and book a tour. Now the tours that they have right now they have the old Taylor tour, the Trace tour, and the hard hat tour. So the old Taylor tour takes you into the Bourbon or the the Pompeii Buffalo Trace Pompeii, where they have renovated that uh, the fermenting and cooking tanks that E. H. Taylor used originally. They had been cemented over. They basically re- renovated that that whole thing right on the river. It's actually the part of the distillery that went in under. During the flood, and also they've put in uh, some stainless steel and a ventilation system to start fermenting E.H. Taylor's original corn um, strain. He used it, they found the strain of corn, you know, uh, that he used, and they are making what Colonel Taylor would have been making in the 1800s in that. Uh, ferment those fermenting tanks, and they're making it that mash bill, and they've they're barreling it, distilling it, and aging it right now. So that's really kind of something exciting, and you get to see that on the old Taylor tour. Now that there's only, I believe, only two old Taylor tours 
The trace tour is the quick, is the not the quick, but the tour that goes through. They all come with um, tastings afterwards in the, the tasting rooms. And then there's a hard hat tour, which takes you through all the renovations that they've gone through as far as um, what they're doing to expand Buffalo Trace. But you got to get on the website early. Book that for, you know, a month in You know, you're talking a month in advance. So you have your days. I mean, the, the weekends are, are tough. Friday, Saturday, Sunday to book are tough. But Monday through Thursday, those actually aren't the hardest to, you know, those those are fairly easy to get if you're going after it and you're there at 9 o'clock on the, uh, the specific date. So once you get down there, no. That you're gonna have time in the in the in the gift shop. They have the merchandise. I mean, the clothing that they have, the amount of their branding, the hats, uh, the different type uh, special boxes and gift sets, and then they've got different types of sauces. I mean, it's 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 paralleled really to no other distillery. I think Heaven Hill. It's like a combination of if you took Heaven Hills um, gift shop and merged it with Jim Beams. That's where you get the merchant. The amount of merchandise is just insane. So when you go down there, man, bring bring your wallet. Get ready to uh, really have a cool experience. Then you've got Freddie uh, Johnson, who is a tour guide down there. His dad worked at the distillery. He is a brand ambassador, um, probably one of the brand ambassadors. When you're talking about uh, Stephen Fonte or you're talking about uh, with Limestone and you're talking about... Um, Bernie Lovers with Heaven Hill. You're talking about Freddie Johnson with Buffalo Trace. He's just done a, a fantastic job promoting the brand. But he also has his own brand of root beer and ginger ale that are fantastic. I always walk out with a couple cases of each. Uh, I enjoy the gift shop and everything. And you might, while you're walking around, see Freddie. So when we did our first tour, and we went down for the ghost tour, it was awesome because... They were in the old, uh, air. it was before their gift shop was revamped. And when you walked in, there was like a little bar off to the right, and you did your tasting there. So after the ghost tour, we did our tasting. And Freddie, believe it or not, I didn't even know who he was. He led our tasting. So as I went through everything and found out more and more and more and more, it was really cool. Um, I just got into bourbon. What's Okay, so there is an actual comment on youtube you are the first ever comment asking so let's say this is luck um for someone who's starting out what's one you'd recommend well buffalo trace if you're if you're just starting out now you're lucky because lately buffalo trace is becoming more and more available on the shelf now if you're just starting out i strongly recommend buffalo trace because we are talking about a decent, decent, uh, what would you say? A really, really good uh, base bourbon. This could be used for mixing, sipping, but also uh, now, if you're talking about uh, a bourbon uh, who's for someone who's just starting out, uh, for me, the start out, and it's a little bit easier to get, I don't know when I started out, if you can get E.H. Taylor Small Batch, that's another one that's great for starting out. Uh, and then 
a little bit, uh, I would say when you're talking about now, if you've been into bourbon like Jim Beam, regular Jim Beam, and you've been in now, uh, there's also the Weller brand where you have the Weller Special Reserve. So check out those brands and let me know what you think as far as when you're just getting into it. There's so much more as you go further. Uh, so there you go. First comment and question ever asked on my YouTube live. So I'm excited that we, that luck uh, jumped in. Thank you for asking that question. Then, so once you're down there, uh, the grounds are spectacular. Uh, there is the one thing that they don't have yet is a restaurant. So the tastings are unbelievable. And once you're done there, you should go into Frankfurt. There's a couple really good bourbon bars and bourbon restaurants into the Frankfurt area, which is right down the street. Um, know that a, a good time to go down there is uh, the first weekend in October. There's bourbon on the banks. So you're talking about a, a, bur a really cool bourbon festival going on. Plus, you can check out Buffalo Trace at the same time. Now, one of the things I, uh, I'll just talk about uh, here is that when I'm driving around Kentucky and I'm in uh, the areas of, of of this area where there's all these different distilleries, Whiskey Thief, is, which used to be Three Boys, there's uh, Four Roses, there's Wild Turkey, there's um, Buffalo Trace, there's Woodford Reserve. All these distilleries are within a half hour of each other. I strongly suggest that if you're driving around and you got to go to the bathroom, which everybody does on road trips, don't stop at gas stations to do that. Stop at distilleries. Even if you're not going to take a tour, stop in, use the restroom. They're one of the, they are world-class restrooms. They're world-class clean, world-class style. Woodford Reserves has paintings in their restroom. Um, Buffalo Trace, separate stalls for, you know, it's just a private uh, experience. Even uh, Castle and Key at the old, the old, old Taylor Distillery right down the road. They have some of the most fantastic bathrooms. Always think if you're driving around doing this, make sure instead of stopping off to go to the bathroom at the gas station, stop at the dis different distilleries, even if you don't have them booked for a tour. So I strongly suggest that. All right. So. It's a, it's a great experience to go down and so many things to do. But if you're going down to Buffalo Trace for the first time, uh, you could check out when you get there. They have special releases. They like to release E.H. Taylor. They like to release Blanton's. They like to re release uh, Weller Special Reserve, Buffalo Trace. And then uh, I want to say E.H. Taylor, Buffalo Trace, and um, Weller Special Reserve. Then they also have their Old Fashioned and their Manhattan mixes, which are fantastic. And they've been releasing Sazerac Rye as of uh, also on those days. So you're able to buy one bottle, swipe your card, your uh, driver's license, and then every, I believe, 90 days you're allowed another. So uh, a lot of times when you go down there, you're going to pick up a Blanton's. And everybody knows that the world goes crazy for Blanton's. So... That brings me to my next part of the podcast. <laughs> and when you're talking about the podcast, here we go. Buffalo Trace's marketing and their brands are insane, in my opinion. So this is something 
I understand that, uh, I understand all the different, um, what would you say? I understand Heaven Hill does a ton of brands. So does Jim Beam. But the marketing plan for Buffalo Trace. So I'm going to run through their their brands right now. Buffalo Trace Bourbon. I've got it right here. It's just their signature. Uh, it is. It started out, but it, I believe right now it's about $29.99 a bottle in the state of Ohio. Uh, then you've got... Eagle Rare. Now, now Buffalo Trace also makes a kosher version of theirs, which is a little bit rare. And then you've got the Eagle Rare right here. You got Eagle Rare, which is um now, this is what I wanted to do. All right. Buffalo Trace, I will get to it, I believe. Um uh, 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 uh. Craft your own, visit us, events, our brands. I had it right here. Timeless craft. Is that it? I wanted to go over really quick. All right. It's got a, in the brand. So I'll, we'll pull off Buffalo Trace bourbon. I'll just call it up. I can do this. All right. So Buffalo Trace has specific mash bills. They don't tell you what they are. But when they're used, when they do it, um, uh, they're not going to, it's, I should have, this is one that I wanted to, all right, Eagle Rare. If I don't get it right now, so the different versions of Eagle Rare are Double Eagle, very rare, and Eagle Rare 17-year-old, which is part of the antique collection, and, uh... All right, I'll just do a real quick search. Just hold on with me. Buffalo. They actually have online pictures of their mash bill. Mash bill chart. There it is. All right, there it is. I'm calling it up. Mm, that's a bad one. Okay. All right. Why is it such crappy? I'm trying, guys. Just hang in there. Really? I get I get this. Okay, here we go. So they have Mash Bill 1, which is a low. So I got into an argument one time. High rye, low rye. So the Mash Bill 1, which is a lower rye Mash Bill. They don't give you things. Is these are their brands, Colonel Taylor, George T. Stagg, Eagle Rare, Stagg Jr., Buffalo Trace, and Benchmark, along with Old Charter. Now, their match bill, too, is Ancient Age, which is a high-rise, Elmer T. Lee, um, and Blanton's. Then they have a weeded mash bill. Which is William Leroux Weller, and then all the Wellers, along with the Pappy Van Winkles. So their weeded mash bill is Weller Special Reserve 107. It is the William Leroux Weller. And then uh, they have a rye mash bill, which is their fourth one. And their rye mash bill is Sazerac, Tom Handy, 
And uh, let's see. Uh, I tried. That didn't work. Let's see if I can. Ma I can't magnify it up. Can I? I'm trying. Okay. Sazerac, which is rye um, in the antique, and then also Thomas Handy. So there's the different mash bills. Uh, that's really kind of cool. Uh, there's also in that um, high rye mash bill is Rock Hill Farms and Hancock Reserve. So one kind of cool thing lately is that Rock Hill Farms is starting to show up in a lot of different places. And it's in and, and Hancock President Reserve, I mean, these, the and then also Old Charter, which is aged eight years. These are, they're made with the same mash bills, but they're not as sought after as um, the other Buffalo Trace products. Now, the other Buffalo Trace products, let's talk about those. Now, I'm going to go back. I have the mash bills, so at least I was able to, nobody knows the exact, some people estimate what those mash bills are, but <coughs> choke on my own. Here we go. We're going back. Not that. All right. So we came up with the, now the, ant. so here's the, the quick with the brands. Buffalo Trace Eagle Rare, which is, has double Eagle, very rare, and Eagle Rare 17-year-old, their antique collection. Now their antique collection Consists of Sazerac Rye 18, William LaRue Weller, Thomas H. Handy, and Eagle Rare 17 years. Now, the Old Fire Copper Vintages, I try, I, that is something that is so rare. Uh, they just released one this year, and it's just unbelievable. It's so rare. Uh, I haven't even tried it yet, folks, but I would like to try their OFC. I went in for the lottery, and I did not win in the state. Of, I think there was one bottle. Um, now, their experimental collections, which is very cool, which I've been trying to get a hold of. That's been my goal lately. I have not. But the experimental cl collection is different um, bourbons and, and with bourbons that they put in different types of barrels. Um, there are currently 30,000 experimental barrels of whiskey aging in the warehouse. Each of the barrels has its unique characteristics and experimental changes to the mash bill, type of wood, barrel toast, and more. So they're basically experimenting to see if they can come up with a different brand. And then they also do release bottles at the distillery from time to time. All right, Wade Spendlove. I'm new to Neat Bourbon, and I love E.H. Taylor. Okay, excellent. E.H. Taylor. I started out, um, Wade, on the, by drinking E.H. Taylor on the rocks. I loved, uh, I would sip it a little bit and then put it on the rocks. That's how I started out. So that is an excellent starting point. Um, if you, the, uh, the other one I could say, if you could get a hold of, when you're talking about Buffalo Trace, you could get a hold of the Weller. Anything from the Weller line is spectacular. And then the benchmark aspect of this, uh, they have a, a brand of single barrels, foolproofs, top shelves, and stuff like that. Check that out also if you can. Uh, those, are, those are a little bit more readily available. And then... Uh, when you're talking about Eagle Rare also, now Eagle Rare isn't one of my favorites. I'm I'm not huge on that mash bill. Uh, and when we're talking about it, uh, it's kind of like that's, but it's, it, everybody's tastes are their own. You like E.H. Taylor, 
then you could stick the other one is pull out if you could get the the version of stag and then also um I'm not a huge fan of uh Blanton's but everybody on the planet that is drinking I've had Blanton's so once you've had it you kind of understand we'll go over the marketing on that one a little bit later now the single oak project is um that's something that I haven't tasted yet and I'd love to but they basically um it all started to go into select American oak trees that differed according to the number of growth rings per inch and growing location. Each tree was then cut into two parts, top and bottom, yielding 192 unique tree sections. A single barrel was constructed from each section. Prior to construction, the stave seasonings were varied. So they basically went through and went crazy, like Greg Schneider of Chicken Cock that he's been doing, to make the barrels... Um, <sighs> To see what happens with them. So they have a, so out of um, the 192 barrels, I mean bottles they produced, there was 1,396 taste combinations. None of the 192 bottles in complete sets are exactly alike. The single oak project is undoubtedly the most extensive bourbon experiment ever undertaking. So you got that. Then you got E.H. Taylor Jr., which uh, you've got their small batch, you've got their single barrel, the barrel proof, the straight rye, the old fashioned sour mix. Um, you have, I, I'd like to try that one, that's for sure. Um, warehouse Sea Tornado, cured oak, seasoned wood, four grain, amaranth, 18 year marriage, and warehouse sea bourbon. So, this is what they're all their different. Uh, selections are it's in itself a whiskey lover's dream to try and collect all the different uh expressions of e.h taylor so it comes from it comes from warehouse c they know especially where they make it uh the small batch comes out they're finally getting small batch on the shelves more and more so check out small batch uh if you can i'm going to be shooting for a single barrel real soon uh I've never obtained a barrel proof and I just tasted it for the first time at uh was able to taste barrel proof. Now the four grain I was able to taste many times through Super Nash. So check that out. Okay. Most of the but okay, I know where you got most one of my favorite distilleries that you know. <laughs> Tiny. Yes, uh it's Super Nash is watching now, and that was a comment. Uh so uh, then, what we're looking at after the Taylor, uh, let's see, you got Van Winkle. And Van Winkle comes, it's the most sought-after bourbon on the planet. It's insane. I've had the old Rip, Rip Van Winkle 10-year. I've had the Van Winkle Special Reserve. I've never tasted the 13-year rye. I've had the 15, uh, courtesy of Super Nash, and then the Pappy Van Winkle, 20 and 23 years. Right now, I have a sample of the current 12 year. So we're excited about that. That's an upcoming thing. But this easily, the Van Winkle uh, line, and I don't have one up here. I have an empty bottle, but I, it's got lights in it and I wasn't. But the Van Winkle line is by far the, the most sought after bourbon uh there is. I mean, honestly, that's what everybody who gets into bourbon is looking for. You got a chance to taste it, taste it, 
You got a chance to pick up a bottle, pick up a bottle. The 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 prices are insane, so that's one of the reasons that keeps us out of the Van Winkle. Uh, you know, you're talking twelve hundred, fifteen hundred on secondary, and it's a rough. Now Ohio has a lottery, so I play that lottery, and I pray at one point. I love the logo. The logo is fantastic. It's got a picture. When you're talking about the 15, 20, and 23, it's got a picture of Pappy, and he's smoking a cigar. I mean, I just love the bottle. It's great. Uh, so enough said. Now there's George T. Stagg, which I've got. This particular, this is part of the antique collection, and this is a fantastic bottle. It's barrel-proof, and it's part of it. And there's no, I mean, there's no bad expression of the Stagg. Um, just delicious. Then you take Sazerac rye. Um, this is their rye. The, that's whatever it at one point was a little bit hard to come by, but it's out there. And it, as far as the rye goes, it's pretty good. Oh, really? So there we go. We're going to have to do it that way, huh? Ah, how come dropping things? That's what I love to do is drop things. Um, cancel that. All right, so then, um, yeah, it's like when you're this. This is so what I what I the the way that as I keep going through this, you got your Blanton single barrel. Blant, listen to what Blanton's has. What they got all that's the single barrel, but they've got right from the barrel. They've got gold. They've got. I mean, there's so many different Blantons out there, and then um, you got Elmer T. Lee. Which is this right here, single barrel. Uh, that was courtesy of Super Nash, and then uh, that's a delicious. This is a, uh, I believe, eighty-six proof, and it's a really good drinker. Then you have the Weller uh, line. You've got on the Weller line. Here we go. Let's just go here. You've got antique, foolproof, special reserve. Well, special reserve is their green label, and that's the 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 cheapest, and that's like their staple. That's what you use for mixers, and it's uh, you know it's your standard bourbon blend. Then you've got your Weller Antique, your foolproof, the twelve year CYPB, create your perfect bourbon. Weller single barrel and the William LaRue Weller, which I was able to have for the first time, which is part of the antique collection. And so you're kind of getting this old charter benchmark, ancient age, the white dog. You could buy their white dog, uh, their weeded version of white dog. They're, they're different. They're one and two mash bills. Actually, Super Nash was able to take that, put that in a barrel and age it, make some damn good whiskey. Um, and then you got your bourbon cream. The kosher whiskeys and then um, Freddy's. So that's their line. So what I wanted to talk about when it comes to the line, and I wanted to do this pretty quick, but what they've done at Buffalo Trace, and it's part of their part of this whiskey boom. The all the other distilleries, and then also Jim Beam participating in this part of the boom, and also Wild Turkey. Um, when you're talking about it, they've created for a generation that collected baseball cards, another generation that collected Pokemon cards. These are the 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 the, the, the collecting aspect. So when I was growing up, uh, yes, there was there was baseball cards. I got into that heavily, but there was also the fad of beer can collecting. People would go around and collect all the different. 
beer cans and you would have books on all the different beers. Right now, a beer can collection would be insane. I don't even think you could do it with all the IPAs and the locals and the just you know the local breweries and all the, the restaurant breweries and how many breweries out there. A beer can collection would be pretty insane. I don't think you could fit it in a room. So that's one thing. But back then in the 70s when people were collecting, this is when Jimmy Carter's brother, he had a Billy beer. That was part of the collection. But you had all these different things. And and people like to collect things because it causes nostalgia. Well, this group of whiskeys not only are fantastic, the, the, the whiskey itself has... Time, they know they've been doing this, you know, uh, consistently um, in this with those warehouses for over a hundred years. They know the sweet spots. This is why what Harlan is doing with doubling the amount that they can make by doubling that still, uh, making another one exactly like it right next to it, and then producing. Whiskey, and then also in his plans, and I asked him specifically, how are you going to make more Blantons? And how are you, because Blantons comes from the, the metal warehouses in specific areas. And he's like, we intend to. We molecularly can look at the whiskey. We can build metal rickhouses, and we can heat them with steam or cool them or whatnot. So the whiskey is going to be aging Similar, they're going to be looking at it, and they are going to bring, they put it online just now. So in five, six, seven years from now, this stuff is going to be, and they're going to have double, they're going to be able to meet the demand through their warehouses and their whiskey production. So that's really a cool thing that I find, um, you know, what what's happening down there as far as their expansion. So you got Harlan... Um, pretty much uh, doing a really good job. I'm going to drink right now the Weller Foolproof. Uh, Weller Foolproof is uh, one of my... I like the Weller brand. Uh, like I, I, I like the Buffalo Trace brand. Um, going down for... Uh, we are working on trying to get back uh, for an in-person podcast because initially I had um, Harlan scheduled for in-person and then we eventually had to do it because of the pandemic. We ended up having to do it uh, virtual through Zoom, but that podcast was fantastic. Harlan is a great guy. Uh, one of the things uh, I, there was, there were some stories that, uh, I've uh, Greg Schneider knew of Harlan and they, they, you know, the, all the distilleries, wild, wild Turkey. Um, Jim beam used to get together and do, uh, you know, they're the distilleries and the workers used to get together for picnics and competitions. And one of the, one of the competitions, uh, this was just, uh, just a story that Greg told me about Harlan is when Harlan was young, he was uh, in a canoe race with Elmer T. Lee. Now, Elmer was at the end of his career. This is about, I believe, 2000, he said. And they were in this canoe race. And at one point, things were going as they were going and things were happening. The canoe flipped. And Harlan 
was freaking out as a young man because he wasn't sure what happened to Elmer when it flipped. But they were able to get Elmer out of the water safely. But it was just those are the kind of stories you hear in the industry when, you know, when you're uh, part of (laughs) when you get to meet the people that are making the bourbon and who are making it now and who, you know, to, to talk with. Fred No Senior, talk with Freddie, um, talk with uh, Greg Schneider, and then also talk with Alan Bishop and and Harlan. Talk with Harlan. There's uh, we've Jade Peterson at uh, Kentucky Artesian Distillery. I mean Aaron Harris at uh, Green River. I mean we get to talk to all these different distillers, and it's something where not only is history being made, but history is being preserved and. I think that's where Buffalo Trace and Sazerac have marketed and got us some superior products. There's no doubt, but created the collecting frenzy. I remember in third grade, wacky packages were out. They were in their first season or their first series, and there was unobtainable wacky packages. I bought so many packs of wacky packages to get the specific two wacky packages that eventually I ended up with. And it's the same thing. My favorite um, where it comes down to is when you're talking about Blanton's. Blanton's is a single barrel. So one thing that anybody will know is that when you're, uh, when you have a single barrel, each barrel is individual. There's no blending or mixing. You're picking the barrels based off of what's in that barrel. And it's going to go into the bottle. Then you're also going to, with Blanton's, take it down, I believe, to 93 proof. All the Blanton's are down to 93 proof. So once it's down to 93 proof, now it's got the flavor. Uh, it was picked based off of its proof in the barrel. It's proof down to 93, bottled and put out there. Now, what you'll find with Blanton's is, and this is within the industry, most people who know, Blanton's is... Generally, average, good bourbon. It's, um, but because it's a single barrel, there are some that are below average, and there are some that are exceptional. So if you buy your first bottle of Blanton's, you're like, that wasn't that great. You're going to be ripping on Blanton's on all the formats saying Blanton's isn't that great. But if you buy your first bottle of Blanton's, and it's pretty damn good, you've got a topper of part of the stage, which spells out the eight stages in Blanton's. And now you go for your second bottle. Now your second bottle isn't as good as your first bottle, but you got another topper. They've got you caught to be able to get all eight toppers and knowing that some are better than others. It's a marketing strategy of genius for, especially my generation and then my son's generation because They collected things too. So now you're on the hunt. You want all stages. And then if you get all all eight of them, you can look behind me. But there is, you can't really see it right now because I've got all the bottles. But there is, they put on a stave with a gold Blanton's label right on the front of that stave. They mount all eight stages and you just send them in and they ship it back. They'll ship it back to you. On the stave, it's just a uh, 
That's like getting the winning the autographed baseball card in when you're doing the packs. I mean, it's just the coolest thing. So you got that going for, you know, for it. And then you've got the other lines. Um, when you're talking about Weller, CYPB, that's creates your own perfect bourbon. That is a mash bill created every single year that people who can go on the website they create their perfect bourbon, and they basically take everybody who did it and get the mash bill, uh, the weeded mash bill for that year's create your own perfect bourbon, your CYPB, your perfect bourbon. Then you're talking about, you got the Elmer T. Lee, which is a mellow, really good uh, bourbon named after... Uh, so you got Blanton's named after Albert Blanton. You got you got Elmer T. Lee. You got George T. Stagg from, you know, the guy who bought it from E.H. Uh, e. Taylor. And you got E.H. Taylor. Now, E.H. Taylor is the same thing as um, Blanton's where you get the different, the different uh, bottles and different uh, flavors. You know, they're basically, they're... Their line is based off of taste and deliciousness of bourbon that drives everybody for the E.H. Taylor. E.H. Taylor is a different level of collection where Blanton's you're collecting the you're collecting the topper. The the single barrels are all different, but they're pretty much the same level. This takes you to different levels at barrel proof. The price goes up accordingly, but in uh when when you're talking about uh, when you're talking about E.H. Taylor and um, the other different releases, the small batch is more obtainable. Uh, obtainable. The barrel proof has a little bit of obtainability. But when you're talking about the 18-year marriage and you're talking about Warehouse C and the Tornado batch... Those are on a different level of actually obtaining. The Warehouse C was in a lottery this year. Oh, we didn't get one. Then you got the Eagle Rare, which is that mash bill, like I said. not. But once again, when it goes across, then you got the Stag, which is George T. Stag. But then you got Stag, which used to be Stag Jr., but the Jr. was released this year. This is a barrel-strength, delicious bourbon which uh, also is obtainable. So you've got the whole line. Then you got your benchmarks. So they basically have you looking out for their product, and the product isn't readily available on the shelf. It's not like you can just go out there and purchase these. You have to be looking all the time. You have to be, in some cases, the right place at the right time. And then also you have to, as any other thing, you have to be willing to open up your pocketbook if you're going to be trying to find some of the other ones. But what I like to do, and this is my thing, is my goal is, especially as a podcaster, I can't drink all this. I got so much and I can drink, I can share with people and I can do things, but if I can taste it. Uh, the one of the coolest things right now is if they've been coming out with some of them 375 milliliter bottles, that's that's the greatest for me because I want a 375 milliliter bottle over a 750 milliliter bottle because I can't re keep revisiting the 750 milliliter myself enough because if I did, I would be an alcoholic. So that's kind of how that works right there. So anyways, uh, 
We're getting near the end. <laughs> I'd like to thank you all for joining me for this Buffalo Trace. We gave you a little bit of history. We gave you what they're doing as far as expansion. We gave you um, what to do when you're down there, how cool it is. The collectability went through the lines. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast of the Scotchy Bourbon Boys because seriously, um, <clears throat> when it comes, uh, you know, what, just what the line and what they're doing at Buffalo Trace, they are doing it. Oh, the last thing I want to say is, when you go to Kentucky, everybody, uh, especially on the, they are not on the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, but their tours and their tastings are free. You just have to sign up for them. So the tours and tastings are free. So that is really a plus that when you go down there, now the way they do it is they're not part of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail and that costs some money to be on. When you go to other distilleries, you're going to pay a minimal amount for the tasting and the in the tour. So know that they're free. So that's why you want to get on that website on the dates we talked about. Get on there 9 a.m. in the morning uh, when they do it. Hit your date that you've got scheduled and book that tour. All right. So anyways, uh, that brings us to thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm tiny. From the Scotchy Bourbon Boys. Remember www.scotchybourbonboys.com. Check us out uh, for everything Scotchy Bourbon Boys. We got T-shirts. We got Glen Karens. Uh, I'm gonna get a sip here. Mm. So good. I love that foolproof. So then, also check us out on all the major podcast formats. We are also on social media. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. I think that's it. And then also, please uh, listen to us on all the major uh, podcast formats. And uh, please listen, like, subscribe, leave good feedback. And uh, remember, good bourbon equals good. Good times, good friends, and go out and live your life dangerously. Little Steve-O's going to take us out. Oh, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask what. Oh, don't ask what. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. For if we don't find the next whiskey bar, I tell you we must die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die. Hey, Scotchy Bourbon Boys fans, this is Alan Bishop, Indiana's Alchemist of the Black Forest. So I'm tuning in here today to tell you all about the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute channel on YouTube. If you're at all interested in the art of distilling, whether it be home distilling or professional distilling, 
and the intense geekery that goes into that process, then check out the One Piece at a Time Distilling Institute on YouTube. I promise you're going to learn something you didn't know before about the arts.